Okay. Welcome to Progressive News Network Sunday Show. I'm Janine Moloff and producer. Well, just when I had no idea what I was going to talk about on this Sunday show, what can I say? The jackasses on the conservative alt-right gave me a story. It was like manna from heaven just falling down. Their outrageousness, their stupidity, their lack of any sense of fair play just was a pure gift for journalists like me. And I can assure you, when I write things, I'm actually far more measured. But, you know, this is radio. It's more casual. So if you saw our advert, it said, alt-right group Liberty Alliance targets schools in Missouri. And this Sunday, I'm going to report on this alt-right group in Missouri known as Liberty Alliance. Now, this group released a woke map which targets specific schools and school districts in Missouri which are believed to be indoctrinating children in socialism and explicit sexual instruction in terms of the LGBTQ community as well as grooming toddlers for sexual activity. Okay, could they get any more inflammatory for the lynch mob if they tried? Okay, nobody's doing that, but these are the the slanderous, libelous, and defamatory accusations being hurled at schools, being hurled at anyone who isn't deemed conservative enough, and definitely being hurled at leftists by this alt-right group. And alt-right is a term that came about during the Trump era, and it, it came from a group of ultra-conservative, what can only be called fascists. The alt-right refers to white supremacists, neo-Nazis. You get the drift, okay? Although this group does have a couple of black members. But, you know, let's face it. You find the right people, you can gaslight them. Let's be honest. So getting back to Liberty Alliance, this woke map that they have published appears amidst, within a week of the tragedy of the Ovedi, you get, excuse me, Ilvady mass murders at Robb Elementary School. Literally, within days after this tragedy at Robb Elementary School, 19 babies were gunned down and two teachers. This group puts this woke hot map. Excuse me, what did they call it again? They call it a woke map of hot spots in Missouri. And This woke map isn't just the height of irresponsibility. It actually could be considered an invitation, an incitement to future violence against our schools. But, you know, that's not the most shocking detail. You know, when we talk about the alt-right and groups like the Proud Boys, we say, well, the, the mainstream GOP keeps saying that those groups are outliers, okay? They're not part of the mainstream GOP, except that's a lie. They are part of the mainstream GOP. Just the mainstream GOP sits back, lets these people do their dirty work for them while they go, I don't know what happened. This group's website, however, Liberty Alliance, includes a section for conservative champions. And amidst their conservative champions, there for inclusion are Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, who is now running 
for Roy Blunt's U.S. Senate seat and Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. Now, Ashcroft is the son of former U.S. Attorney General John Ashcroft. You remember during the George W. Bush administration, John Ashcroft, his daddy, was not only a U.S. Senator, he was a governor of Missouri, and then he went on to become the U.S. Attorney General and he, under George W. Bush. Now, this is the same John Ashcroft who was part of an administration that, le- that legalized torture in direct violation of the Eighth Amendment. Um, you know, keep in mind, you would think that Jay would be a little more sensitive to what his daddy went through because, you know, his daddy was in the hospital when W was demanding that Ashcroft legalize torture and sign off on it. So, and, and Ashcroft, to his credit, the old man that is John Ashcroft, not Jay, you know, wouldn't sign off. He was having problems with it. Now, Liberty Alliance is, in my opinion, an alt-right group, and they are actively targeting political enemies in our schools. So this is a group that is determined to dox anybody they think is leftist and basically tell tell these alt-right types, here's where your enemy is. Here are the schools doing woke indoctrination, go get them. I mean, basically, their woke, their woke map is almost like, you know, a map for, you know, active shooters. You know, here you go, Google Maps, there you go, active shooter, there you go, there's the school you need to target. I know, I'm being very facetious, but as crazy as it sounds, it's really not that crazy. So let's talk about what's behind all this as well. So, you know, I've used the term fascism myself, and it's been bandied about frequently in the last several years, and with good cause. You know, both sides issue the accusation, but one side of American politics has truly earned what I say is that dubious, dubious honor, namely the GOP. This report is about growing fascism. I say fascism, people automatically think of the you know, the regime of Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. That's part of it. But what Hitler did, he built this powerful war machine with the help of corporate. That's what a lot of Americans keep forgetting. And the fact is, fascism is government by corporate rule. It has elements of militarism and uh, it cracks down on civil liberties and so on and so forth. And, for instance, during World War II, there were quite a few corporations that helped Hitler out. Newsflash, Krupp's coffee makers. They didn't always just make coffee makers. They were an arms manufacturer. Okay? Bayer Aspirin made weapons, not aspirins. And even Ford Motor Company. Henry Ford was a virulent anti-Semite and racist. And... Um, even after the United States formally entered World War II to fight the Nazi war machine, the Ford Motor Company, under the, the guise of a, you know, a false name, kept supplying auto parts to the Third Reich, hurting our own soldiers. That's what you need to understand here. So we're going to talk about fascism here. And right now, yes. Yeah. The GOP 
really have earned the honor to be called fascist. And growing neo-Nazism in the heartland, as the saying goes, is just, you know, it's growing like cockroaches. Uh, one such emerging group, again, in my opinion, because I don't want to be accused of slander, libel, or defamation, this is my opinion, is Liberty Alliance here in Missouri. Now, Liberty Alliance is in the business of doxing, in other words, outing what they call crazy leftists. They are also determined to fight the LGBTQ threat, you know, because, I, I don't know, maybe they're afraid that the gay gene is catching. I, I mean, that's, it's that crazy. And, and I'm joking, but it's, it's that insane. And then they want to stay true, in other words, white Christian Americans from the threat of being replaced, and being replaced by co- communities of color and other minorities, and basically whooping up the ersatz lynch mob, put bluntly. Okay? Now, while still in the shadow of the tragedy, the tragic mass murder at Robb Elementary School in Uvedi, Texas, Liberty Alliance not only created but released an interactive map of Missouri schools labeling some as, quote, woke hotspots. Now, this timing... It couldn't be more premeditated, make no mistake. The tragedy of the Uvedi was about, yes, a mentally ill teen, I'm sure, with an assault weapon, but it goes further. Uh, tragedy of Uvedi, yes, involved a mentally ill teen, but the tragedy a week earlier in Buffalo also had a racist component. The Buffalo shooter was an obvious racist. Um, he intended to commit a hate crime. He went into a grocery store in an area of Buffalo that was majority black. He left behind a 180-page manifesto outlining his intent. There's no guesswork here. Now, Uvedi, in my opinion, also had a racist component, but it was a little harder to ascertain. Uvedi, Texas, when you see the news clippings, for instance, you would think the entire town is Hispanic Latino, but it isn't. In fact, Uvedi is highly segregated. You would think it was the nifty 50s again. And Robb Elementary was approximately 90% Hispanic Latino. If this shooting had occurred at a majority white school, do you honestly believe the police would have hesitated? Do you honestly believe the police would have stopped parents? and threaten them with arrest or abuse them as they tried to rescue the children, the police were too cowardly to try. And that's what happened in Uvedi. Police abused parents desperate to rescue their children after those same police just stood down. It was obvious to everybody. They stood down and did nothing. You have to let that sink in. Now, the Uvedi shooter was allowed entry, from what I read, one account was that Ramos, the, the shooter, was allowed entry into Robb Elementary School and he had a gun in tow. And the school resource officer on duty didn't have a problem with it. You think, what? You have to understand gun culture, especially in Texas. And why is this racist? Because in Texas gun culture, possession of a gun, especially an AR-15, is recognition that even though Ramos was Hispanic, is recognition of white gun culture. 
So he was one of the good guys, apparently. That's, again, it's a theory. But that's what I read. And we're going to be looking into the possible racist component there. But the fact is that we had a crazy shooter. And God only knows why he wanted to attack. But now we have this group, Liberty Alliance, who has created this woke, this what they call it again, woke map. Excuse me. It is a woke, Lord have mercy, um, a woke hotspot map, okay, to show parents in Missouri and any other lunatic where they are making the accusation that CRT, critical race theory, is being taught or where the teachers might be groomers, pedophile groomers. Think about how vicious that accusation is without any evidence. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff you feed to a lynch mob to ensure that the lynch mob will do the job and target the people that are hated and murder them. Now, Liberty Alliance, their executive director is a 26-year-old named Spencer Bone. And while he's young, I don't care. At 26, you're an adult. You should be more responsible than what he did here. His woke map it really is the kind of, of nonsense that would be put out by a hormonal, immature frat boy, okay? But, you know, that's what happened. And, and again, the last thing this nation needs is a map targeting our schools for additional violence. We've had too many school shootings. But it's going to keep happening because the GOP, especially the GOP of Trump, but not just Trump, this goes back all the way to Ronald Reagan. The GOP has, through a, a campaign, a premeditated campaign, has slandered, libeled, and defamed the political left as not only crazy, but also as a bunch of murderous, godless, pedophiles, and pedophile groomers. That's the language of the GOP. They've chosen the most incendiary accusations to hurl against the left with zero evidence. They just have. They've chosen the most incendiary accusations guaranteed to incite violence. A map, a map of woke hotspots, which also includes accusations of pedophiles or pedophile groomers, gives future shooters, as I tried to say before, the Google Maps version for lynch mob violence. Now, before anyone offers up the bromides, this Liberty Alliance is an outlier or some lone wolf group, forget it. Liberty Alliance? When I did my research, is funded through channels by the Missouri GOP. Liberty Alliance is, as I said before, a gallery of conservative champions, which features likes from Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. And as I said before, Jay is the son of former U.S. Attorney General and Governor John Ashcroft. Um, he, was in the, he served in the George W. Bush administration. You remember, you know, the president who made torture an American value. And frankly, baby, it doesn't get much more mainstream GOP than the Bushes and the Ashcroft. So let's talk about Liberty Alliance. I found a really good article. There was one article by Huffington Post, and honestly, it wasn't very good. It was like 450 words. Um, I used to publish on HuffPost pretty extensively, and it's really gone downhill. Okay, they've turned it into USA Today. So USA Today actually does some decent journalism these days. But anyway, I found this article 
from um, a paper called The Pitch Kansas City, Kansas City's Independent uh, for News and Culture. This was written by Lauren Textor. Uh, it was published June 1st. The headline reads, Alt-Right Liberty Alliance Publishes Woke Heat Map Targeting Schools Across Missouri. And when you get into this, you see it. I first found out about this woke heat map. That's actually what it's called. Um, I was watching the Young Turks with Shank Uger, and John Iarola was talking about this, and I went, excuse me? I mean, it seems that whenever Missouri makes the news, it's for something incredibly asinine or stupid, and this was. Um, apparent, according to this report, according to Lauren Textor, there are 12 schools that are tagged on the Liberty Alliance's woke heat map. And that includes, uh, let's see, Grain Valley High School, Pembroke High School, and the University of Missouri, Kansas City. Again, Liberty Alliance is just a little subsidiary. It is owned by a group called Cornerstone 1791. Cornerstone 1791 is an alt-right group. They claim on their website to, quote, fight for conservative, well, let me see here. Let me, okay, let me back up here. Liberty Alliance is owned by Cornerstone 1791. Liberty Alliance claims on their website to, quote, fight for conservative values wherever they are under attack, end quote. And then they ask supporters for assistance exposing leftist, you know, leftist attacks, okay? Now, in case there's any, you know, alt-right idiots listening, I've been a leftist my entire life, okay? And I've watched as the GOP, going back as far as Ronald Reagan, has slandered, libeled, and defamed us, and I'm not going to tolerate it. Someone wants to make those accusations, they better damn well have their proof together, otherwise I'm going to sue them out of existence. And I think that's what leftist groups need to start doing, seriously. Um, getting back to Liberty Alliance, according to this article, um, again, the page that we're talking about, the woke heat map, is dedicated to mapping out and identifying progressive school districts, okay? And according to the page, it reads the following, quote, Liberty Alliance is committed to fighting back against the woke agenda that is permeating all across Missouri. The first step in fighting back is uncovering their crazy ideas from critical race theory to grooming toddlers with sexually explicit books, okay? End quote. And this particular woke heat map came out only days after 19 babies, 19 children, and two teachers were murdered in a school shooting at Robb Elementary School, okay? And what did Liberty Alliance do? What did their executive director, Spencer Bone, think was responsible to produce this map to warn MAGA about woke behavior? But he went, he went further than that. There's a Twitter, a tweet actually. Um, see. The woke interactive map warns MAGA, quote, about instances of woke behavior in a particular community. The site will alert people if either one, CRT, Two, woke extremism, or three, action by a crazy leftist has taken place, end quote. Okay, and that was a tweet by, from Ron Philip, Philipkowski, 
this was at the end of May. Um, and again, Spencer Bone, 26 years old, he's the executive director, I don't know who he's related to. Um, you know, if you want to be in charge, fine, accept responsibility then because this was a highly irresponsible thing to do, regardless whether you're, whether you're a leftist, whether you're conservative, given what's going on, extremely irresponsible. And it is the stuff of lynch mobs, accusing people of, again, grooming toddlers with sexually explicit books. First of all, that's not going on. And if it were, the Department of Social Services would have been hotline. See, the thing is, I don't know about Florida, but here in Missouri, if a required reporter, that means teachers, teacher aides, police, doctors, nurses, associated professionals, if they suspect that a child is being abused or neglected, we are required by law to hotline it immediately. If we don't, that mandated reporter can get five years in prison. So if this were really going on, especially in public schools, it would have already been hotlined and taken care of. That's pure nonsense. But to go on, you think, okay, well, Liberty Alliance, again, outlier. It's not. In 2019, Liberty Alliance began soliciting donations online, and this was actually before the registration paperwork was filed, the appropriate paperwork for a non-for-profit with the Attorney General's Office in Missouri, and that is per the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, stlouistoday.com, okay? When that happened, Missouri Democratic Party Executive Director Lauren Gepford filed, in 2019 filed an ethics complaint Again, this is according to KansasCity.com, against Liberty, and that was in 2020, so I stand corrected. I can, so 2019, I can remember when I make a mistake. In 2019, Liberty began soliciting donations for this group, even though they hadn't filed necessary paperwork, which is illegal. So then when this news broke, the um, – Missouri Democratic Party Executive Director, a woman named Lauren Gepford, filed an ethics complaint in 2020 against Liberty, uh, and the claim was that Liberty Alliance was created to oppose Democratic uh, candidate, gubernatorial candidate Nicole Galloway's candidacy. And, you know, Parsons versus uh, Galloway, Parsons won by just a very slim margin. It was close. So, Liberty Alliance is supposed to be a non-for-profit, and as such, they're required to disclose their donors. But if, they, if Liberty Alliance chooses to operate as a political action committee, as was alleged by the Democrats, then the Missouri Ethics Commission requires it to file disclosure paperwork. Um, the Missouri Ethics Commission dismissed the complaint as nonsense. Now, I ran for state rep a couple of years ago and I dealt with the Missouri Ethics Association. I can tell you that the Missouri Ethics Commission is actually a branch of the Secretary of State's office, which Jay Ashcroft runs, okay? And, you know, of course they weren't gonna go after Liberty Alliance, okay? Now, Liberty Alliance, their site, if you look at it, there's all sorts of buzzwords like, grassroots and activists in our state or our country, because don't you know, these people of color, LGBTQ people, leftists, they're not part of our country, don't you know that? 
That's, that's basically the code words that every bigot uses, or just about every bigot. Anyway, what Liberty's doing is it's, it's exploiting, according to this article, um, this reporter, uh, sorry folks, I'm tired, Lauren Texter explains that that type of, of language really exploits and, and distorts this, what she calls a, quote, common Midwest narrative. And that is, quote, Midwesterners look out for their neighbors, they take pride in their hometowns, and they come from humble backgrounds. It facilitates a sense of local pride, even if it aims to pit us against those who Liberty Alliance would likely refer to as outsiders, end quote. Texture goes on to say, as, quote, at the same time, it calls for us to out others in our community for being progressive by literally putting them on the map. Okay, end quote. And, and it's true. Okay, this is putting a target on anybody's back that dares to stand up to the alt-right. Okay? And this is, again, the timing is so irresponsible. You know, we have had gun shoot, we've, we've had school shootings nonstop, it seems, this past year. In fact, Textor referenced a group called Every Town for Gun Safety. <coughs> Excuse me, the source is everytownresearch.org, and they estimated some 3 million U.S. children are exposed to shootings every year. And that even the children survive, it damages their psyche. And these kids have PTSD, if you can imagine that. I mean, think about it for a minute. We know soldiers come back from, com- from combat and they have PTSD, but they're adults. These are babies, PTSD. But again, the executive director of Liberty Alliance, Mr. Spencer Bone, he has 26 years of wisdom on this planet. His 26-year-old self, as executive director, decided it was a good idea to put this woke heat map just days after the last shooting at Uvalde, Texas. Talk about irresponsible frat brat. But there's more. So there's a little more story here. The post-dispatch inquiry, um, there was an article written August 29th of 2019, St. Louis Post-Dispatch. It was written by Jack Suntrup. It was it backs up the story from um, excuse me, you know, from um, the pitch, okay, because they referenced it. And Liberty Alliance was asked why they hadn't filed registration paperwork with the Attorney General's office as required to do so. Now, this is a People like me picking on poor old right conservatives. It isn't, okay? Missouri in fact, Missouri has what's called a charitable organization and solicitation law. And that is as documented by revisor.mo, that's for Missouri.gov. And it was mentioned in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch article. And that law requires most groups to register with the Attorney General's office before they, you know, try and get donations. Okay. Now, Cornerstone 1791, again, is the owner of Liberty Alliance. They registered with the Secretary of State on February 13th, apparently, of 2019. That's when this article is written. And Liberty Alliance registered on August 14th. So there's several months delay. But 
neither group had contacted the Attorney General, Jay Ashcroft. Liberty Alliance, though, had been soliciting money online months before paperwork arrived in Jay Ashcroft's office. I could say the Attorney General, but, you know, it's Jay Ashcroft. <clears throat> now, when the Post-Dispatch asked about the filing, um, this was, again, in 2019. Before, let me back up a little bit. Spencer Bone is now the Executive Director of Liberty Alliance. He was not the Executive Director in 2019, okay? Before that, it was somebody named Chris Vass, V-A-S. And this was in 2019 regarding the paperwork. So I can't blame the delay in paperwork on Spencer Bone. That wouldn't be fair. So it was Chris Vass, who was Liberty Alliance's Executive Director in 2019. He explained in an email, quote, Liberty Alliance USA is in full compliance with the law, end quote. And after the St. Louis Post-Dispatch made the inquiry, Chris Vass supplied the same nonsense statement. Now, because they hadn't filed as required by law, um, a Democrat running for attorney general, a young man named Eli Gross, demanded an investigation. Um, Eli Gross is a progressive. He's a kind of a progressive hero, uh, young attorney, smart as can be. Um, and Eli Gross would have demanded that investigation if it had been of a progressive as well. Okay, people that know him here in the community, um, he's just fair-minded, okay? The law is law. Now, uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Cornerstone 1791, which is the owner of Liberty Alliance, um, was classified under Section 501C4 of the Federal Tax Code. And when they're registered as 501C4, that means they don't have to reveal their donors. Now, that would be if they were like, actually a charitable group, but Liberty Alliance is an advocacy group spreading a GOP message across social media, and so they shouldn't have been allowed to receive that 501c4, but they did. This is dark money all over again. You know, if people on the GOP side, if they were so sure of themselves, they wouldn't need to hide behind dark money. If the donors, the big money donors were so sure of themselves, what did they have to hide? But once again, they don't want the flack. So the paperwork from Liberty Alliance lists three, I'm reading here from the Post-Dispatch, quote, the paperwork lists three Western Missouri politicos as Cornerstone's board members, Cornerstone 1791. William Grind, Jr. of Excelsior Springs, long involved in Republican politics. Kristen Blanchard Ansley, of Kansas City, a former state GOP official, and Shane Barty of Weston, who serves on the West Platte School Board. Uh, the article goes on to say, quote, Eddie Grime, who is the law partner of Todd Graves, former chairman of the Missouri GOP, is listed as the group's registered agent. The group lists no professional fundraisers and says it will solicit donations through personal contacts and online fundraising. The article goes on to say, quote, it says the organization has never had a license to solicit, revoked, or denied, and that no officers of the nonprofit have been convicted of a felony, end quote. Again, straight from the Post-Dispatch's article from 2019. Now, the Liberty Alliance 
again, straight from this article, St. Louis, as documented by St. Louis Today, which is .com, which is the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, quote, the Liberty Alliance made its debut at the governor's ham breakfast at the state fair in Sedalia, where members handed out paper fans with don't tread on mo printed on them, end quote. Okay. Um, Liberty Lions had their first little battle into a, uh, a specific election. They targeted, in 2019, they targeted Michaela Skelton. Now, Michaela Skelton was a Democrat running uh, for a Columbia-based state Senate seat, and they targeted Michaela in online ads. Now, in Liberty Alliance's ad, I'm just going to quote straight from this, and this, the Alliance ad comes straight from Facebook.com. Quote, in the Liberty Alliance's ad, Skelton is heard voicing support for making Columbia a so-called sanctuary city, something illegal under state law since 2009. She also voices support for raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour, end quote. Now, Skelton gave an interview, and she wasn't aware of the ads, but she agreed with positions expressed. She was fine with it. She wanted to see the, the minimum wage Missouri lifted to $15 an hour, and she was fine with Sanctuary City. Um, you know, she, uh, the article said, quote, she said, immigrants with unlawful status are less likely to report crime if local police work with federal agents, end quote. Um, you know, and she was fine with raising the minimum wage. Uh, to quote Skelton, uh, and, and this Skelton's giving, um, this is a quote where Skelton mentioned Senate Majority Leader Republican Caleb Rowden from Columbia. She said, quote, I'm not surprised that an out-of-state dark money Republican-oriented group would be attacking me to protect their most vulnerable GOP senator. So apparently uh, Skelton was uh, challenging Caleb Rowden. And you know, Caleb Rowden is considered this, this sweet little guy. All the Republicans love him. But again, you know, they were targeting her, and it didn't, I'm sure it didn't change the outcome. But once again, this is what was going on. Now, the owner of Liberty Alliance, Cornerstone 1791, again, they're a nonprofit 501c4 group, which is supposed to be a social welfare political organization. So I'm going to read straight from this. This is from dvpedia.org. Quote, Cornerstone 1791 is a nonprofit 501c4 social welfare in parentheses political organization incorporated in the state of Missouri in February 2019. It is the sole owner of Liberty Alliance USA, an organization described by its executive director, Chris Vass, as, quote, formed in order to grow the conservative movement in Missouri now and for decades to come, end quote. So once again, the, the delay of filing appropriate papers isn't Spencer Bone's fault. He wasn't in charge at the time. Fair is fair. It was Chris Vass at the time. Now, I have another article about Liberty Alliance, and this was written by Eli Gross. If you have a chance, look up Eli Gross, okay? He is a sharp attorney, and yes, he's a progressive, but he's fair. Which, by the way, being fair is a progressive value. You just picture conservatives in Missouri and Florida, their heads exploding. I don't care. All right. So, and Elad wrote this article and explained about this. Let me see here. 
and it ran in medium.com, okay? And at the top of it, you know, it is disclosed that Eli Gross is running for Missouri Attorney General to end public corruption and to put our kids at the center of our state's policy decisions. That statement came from www.elidgross.org. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and that was, this was written in August of 2019, which sounds old, but this has some history. Okay, that's why I'm going back here. So Elad titled this article, New Dark Money, Same as the Old Dark Money. Um, and he goes on to say, quote, there's a new dark money organization in Missouri. It calls itself Liberty Alliance USA, and it's running ads on social media offering stickers for our personal emails. So basically, Liberty Alliance was already trying to dox progressives and getting their personal email. Good God. Um, to quote, he says, quote, Liberty Alliance USA is out to fight socialism, promote conservatism, and purge hate conservatives from the ranks of the GOP. And that statement came straight from LibertyAllianceUSA.com, from their website. Okay, and there's a picture. You can see it here. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> now, Gross goes on to explain that what this website doesn't tell you is that Liberty Alliance USA, to put it, again, I'll just quote, it's a good line, quote, what it doesn't tell you is that Liberty Alliance USA is no friend to democracy. It wants to hide in the shadows, eliminate transparency in our government, and sell our state to the highest bidders. It is a new dark money organization, but it's not all too different from the old ones, end quote. And, and that's the thing. You know, um, I believe in transparency. I do. Um, and this is an instance where this dark money loophole has to go. We need to know who's funding this, especially if this is a group that is inciting violence inciting hate crimes, because that's what their woke heat map is doing. So Gross goes on to explain what dark money is. <coughs> Think of his article like a primer for people who don't know much about this. <coughs> I tickle my throat. So he goes on to explain what dark money is. And I'm just going to read straight from it because he just says it quite well. Quote, dark money consists of anonymous campaign contributions. Powerful people create fake charities, funnel their money into it, and then watch as their donations go to fund characters. I'm, I'm candidates. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, is that a Freudian slip? Jeez. Okay. All right. Let me calm down. I, I'm, as my colleagues in the school said, I'm getting a, C, a, a CTJ moment, a come to Jesus moment. Okay. Woo. Freddie, Freddie and Slip, let me go back here. All right. So what is dark money? This is from Eli Gross's article. Quote, dark money consists of anonymous campaign contributions. Powerful people create fake charities, funnel their money into it, and then watch as their donations go to fund candidates, ballot initiatives, think tanks, and just about anything else powerful people want. End quote. It goes on to say, quote, the dark money catch? We don't see the names of any of the donors. We don't know who they are, where they're from, or what they want. 
All we know is they want to buy our government, end quote. <coughs> and it's important. And there is this, this um, visual that Gross has, uh, how dark money works, where dark money goes, and what dark money does. Now, we've talked about how it works, okay? But I'm going to read this again. It's a great visual, by the way, if you get to see it. How dark money works. And you see these two guys. There's a big bag with a cash, you know, with a dollar sign on it. One's handing it over. The other one's jumping, yippee, money. How dark money works. Quote, we're supposed to see the names of political donors, but some very big donors oppose transparency. Instead of giving directly to political entities, they start and fund nonprofit organizations. Nonprofits do not have to reveal the names of their donors because we can't, cannot see where this money originally comes from. It's called dark money, end quote. And, and think about that. That right there I would call fraudulent, premeditated fraud. Nonprofits <clears throat> are just that. They're not supposed to profit, and not just in terms of money. Nobody should profit from a nonprofit, whether it's profit monetarily or profit politically, profit in terms of their status. There should be none of that. And these dark money groups are fraudulent nonprofits right there. So then the next part of the visual is where dark money goes. And there's a bunch of little pictures, lobby for legislation, contributions to candidates, think tanks, ballot initiatives, and campaign ads. To me, it sounds like just regular political donations. Where's the nonprofit aspect? Can't find it because there isn't one. It's fraud. And then finally, the last part of this visual is titled, Where, I'm sorry, it's titled What Dark Money Does. Quote, dark money eliminates transparency and accountability. I'm going to read that again because that's a really important statement. Dark, quote, dark money eliminates transparency and accountability. It buys and breaks our democracy. Instead of serving us, our government far too often serves those with money and power. With dark money, we can't see who these people are, where they're from, or what they want, end quote. Now, the reason that transparency is so important, the reason we need to know these people, the the names of the people that are actually contributing all this money to evade campaign contribution limits. There's also another law that's not mentioned here, and it's a federal law, which says that foreign nations cannot interfere in our elections. They can't, foreign entities cannot contribute money to candidates here in the U.S. But with dark money, yeah. Some of that money could be coming straight from Vladimir Putin and his oligarchs. We would have no way of knowing. Transparency is seeing what's really happening so that we can hold people accountable. Without transparency, we are virtually saying, hello, Fox, meet head out, bon appetit. Okay. And Gross goes on to say, quote, dark money is a big reason why our democracy is broken. End quote. And he's right. It is. Make no mistake about it. Citizens United decision was a pile of lying bullshit. Okay? It just was. And even Scalia knew it. Money is not 
speech just isn't. It never was. Money buys airtime, but it is not the speech itself. That is a fallacious argument that Scalia offered. And it's fallacious not because of the structure of the argument, because it was based on a fallacious, a false premise. We'll talk about that in another show, but let's go on it. So that's what's going on here. And Eli Gross goes on to say, what's in a name? Okay. Liberty Alliance USA isn't even the name of the dark money group behind it. It's actually Cornerstone 1791. And Cornerstone 1791 is a 501C4 dark money organization. And the registered agent and incorporator are attorneys at the Graves Garrett Law Firm in Kansas City. And Gross had the, the presence of mind to post the actual documentation. I'm looking straight at it. State of Missouri, John R. Ashcroft which is Jay's real name, Secretary of State, Corporations Division, Articles of Incorporation of a Nonprofit Corporation. Um, it's N O O O seven one O eight seven eight. date filed 2-13-2019, John R. Ashcroft, Missouri Secretary of State. It's right here. And it says the name of the corporation, Cornerstone 1791. The corporation is a public benefit corporation. I'm reading straight from the incorporation papers. The period of duration of the corporation is perpetual. Uh, the name and street address, sorry to read, of the registered agent and registered office in Missouri is Edward D. Grime, uh, 1100 Main Street, Suite 2700, small print. I need new glasses. Kansas City Mo, 64105. The names and addresses of each incorporator, Muller, okay, Matthew Muller, Again, the same address. Okay. So Gross goes on to explain that Liberty Alliance USA is really what is referred to legally as a, quote, fictitious name. And why would they need a fictitious name? Because Cornerstone 1795 wants to do business, and they can hide behind this fictitious name. And it pulls better. And... This is not a progressive like Eli Gross making a false or wild, crazy accusation. Because guess what? I'm looking at the paper that Gross put in this article, excuse me, where it's, uh, again, State of Missouri, John R. Ashcroft, Secretary of State, Corporations Division, reg the paper, the, uh, the actual um, registration is for registration of fictitious name. That's what the form is called. Okay. They filed 8-14-2019. Let's see, wait a minute here. That's a several months difference. So the Articles of Incorporation for Cornerstone 1791, that was filed February 13, 2019. But then the registration of a fictitious name was filed August 14th of 2019, and the expiration date will be August 14th of 2024. Again, it's filed with John R. Ashcroft, that's Jay's real name. Missouri Secretary of State, and like I said, the form says registration of fictitious name. It's right there. And God, this is hard for me to read because I, I need new glasses. Uh, the form says this information is for the use of the public and gives no protection to the name being registered. There is no provision in this chapter to keep another person or business entity from adopting and using the same name. The fictitious name registration expires 
five years from the filing date, and that's Chapter 417RSMO. I don't even understand why we have something where you can register a fictitious name. I don't get it. But And anyway, the undersigned is doing business under the following name and at the following address. Business name to be registered, Liberty Alliance USA. Business address is the same one for Cornerstone, 1100 Main Street, Suite 2700, excuse me, uh, Kansas City Mode, 64105. Owner information, uh, and it says here, I'm reading straight from this form. If a business entity is an owner, indicate business name and percentage owned. If all parties are jointly and severally liable, percentage of ownership need not be listed. Please attach a separate page. For more than three owners, the parties have an interest in the business and the percentage they own are. And under name of owners, Cornerstone 1791. Okay, there's a registration number. Again, street number is the same main street number in Kansas City. All owners must affirm by signing below. And who signed? Cornerstone 1791, Kristen Ansley. And that was signed off on August 14, 2019. So once again, you know, if the MAGA idiots want to say, well, Eli Gross was just making wild accusations, like, no, I'm looking at the paperwork right here. Okay, so, you know, if they want to tell lies, please don't tell stupid, incredibly stupid lies, baby. It just doesn't, it, 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 it is so unattractive. Anyway, back to this. So, Gross, you know, kudos to Eli Gross, okay? So who are these people? That's the next part of his Medium article, medium.com. And he said that basically, according to the filing, Kristen Ansley, again, was in 2019, is the authorized signatory for Cornerstone 1791. I'm going to read directly from this again. I don't want anybody thinking I misquoted. Like I said, I already admitted that when these papers were filed, Spencer Bone was not the executive director of Liberty Alliance. So I can't blame him for that. Chris Vass was. Fair is fair. So according to Eli Gross, there's a section saying, who are these people? Quote, according to Liberty Alliance's US, Liberty Alliance USA's filings, Kristen Ansley is the authorized signatory for Cornerstone 1791. Ansley is listed as the executive director of Private Citizen, a group that appears to fund conservative lawsuits. Wow. According to its filings with the Missouri Secretary of State, Private Citizen claims to be a 501c3 nonprofit organization, which means it should be prohibited from any political activity. Okay? End quote. But then it goes on to say, quote, being a 501c3 also means that the money it gets, their attorney's fees can be tax-free and for the payer, tax-deductible, end quote. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? According to papers filed, Liberty Alliance is filing. You know, they filed this fictitious name. It's owned by Cornerstone 1791. Miss Aunt Kristen Ansley is the authorized signatory, um, and Miss Kristen Ansley happens to be the at the time, at least in 2019. I don't know if she's still there or not, but in 2019 when this was filed. Ansley was listed as the executive director of Private Citizen, and that was as documented by PrivateCitizen.org. Private Citizen apparently is a group that funds conservative lawsuits, and 
According to Jay Ashcroft's office as Missouri Secretary of State, private citizen is also claiming that they're a 501c3 nonprofit, meaning that whatever money they get, including attorney's fees, are tax-free, and the, for the payer, is tax-deductible. Okay? But it also means that if they're a 501c3, they should be prohibited from political activity. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Deeper. So this little group, Liberty Alliance USA, is not an outlier. This is mainstream GOP, people. It gets deeper. Again, I'm reading straight from Gross's thing. Quote, and this is about, uh, from what I can tell, private citizen. Okay, quote, one of its former board members, and I assume he means private citizen, uh, Jonathan Bunch, shares a name with the lobbyist of the Federalist Society, whose bio states that he ran a 501c4 organization in Missouri. And the shared name with the Federalist Society came, it was documented from fedso.org, in other words, Federalist Society-owned website. Uh, this goes on to say private citizens' current board, as again, documented by privatecitizen.org, board of directors, now mind you, as in 2019, I'm not saying now, in 2019, included one Missourian, Jewel Patek, a lobbyist. It goes on to say, quote, the other members are Wallace Hall Jr., an investor from Texas, and Eric O'Keefe, an investor from Wisconsin, who is tied in with the Koch Brothers Dark Money Network. So again, all of this was as of 2019. I'm not saying that it's all the same players now, but this is what happened in 2019, and Apparently, it looks like they might have committed might have committed a fraud in 2019. Okay, so Gross has this other thing. What do they want? To quote from Eli Gross, I love this. He said, "Quote: Great question. This new dark money operation appears to be very connected to the dark money scheme of Missouri, of former Missouri Governor Eric Greitens, and that one was geared towards supporting the governor's political agenda and pushing right to work legislation in Missouri." And then it goes on to say, list some of the connections, end quote. Okay? Now, the connections to this, you know, this group, this private citizen group, it gets deep, are the following. One, there's the law firm of Grace Garrett. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Keep in mind, Grace Garrett is also listed with Cornerstone 1791, right? And that law firm involved here, I'm going to read straight from the law firm involved here, quote, Grace Garrett includes Greitens attorney Lucinda Lutkmeyer and now former federal attorney general Matthew Whitaker. That's number one. Number two, quote, the Grace Garrett law firm represented and took money from the recipients of Greitens dark money largesse committee supporting his right to work push, end quote. And that the the information about Greitens Dark Money Largesse came from a website called nomodarkmoney.org. Number three, quote, Kristen Ansley, who is a signatory for Liberty Alliance USA, was the interim director of the Missouri Republican Party immediately preceding Todd Graves, end quote. And number four, quote, Todd Graves was reportedly spotting, I'm sorry, let me start again. Number four, quote, Todd Graves was reportedly sporting the Liberty Alliance USA sticker at the State Fair, as documented by stltoday.com, which is the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. 
Eli Gross does great documentation, I'll tell you. So, again, reminding you, all of this happened in 2019. Is this still going on? Have to do some more research. I can't say definitively. That wouldn't be fair. But this is what happened in 2019. I guarantee you, I'm going to be investigating more. It goes on here. So Gross gets to a section in his article where it's titled, What Can We Do? And again, I'm going to read straight from it because when it's good stuff, it's good stuff. <clears throat> Quote, we have laws against dark money and our attorney general is supposed to protect us from these schemes. He's not. Instead, he's letting these organizations get away with whatever they want in Missouri and our state has become the hotbed of dark money in America. As Attorney General, I will put an end to dark money. We have a plan for that. Not only will we fight for transparency in Missouri, we will disrupt the dark money network nationwide. The Show Me State will show everyone how to take back our democracy. But I'm not Attorney General now, and our current one isn't working for us. So I've issued two sunshine requests to the Missouri Attorney General for records related to Liberty Alliance USA and Cornerstone 1791. I'm hoping that will reveal more names associated with this new scheme. I will do whatever I can to protect Missourians from corruption and make sure our government serves us. We need to fight back. I need you with me. Get involved in this campaign, yada, yada, yada. Okay, end quote. <clears throat> so this is what was happening in 2019. This is the history behind Liberty Alliance, the same irresponsible group that just days after the massacre at Robb Elementary Store in Ovedi, Texas, published this woke heat map putting targets on our schools and issuing slanderous, libelous, and defamatory accusations of pedophile, pedophilic, uh, sorry, of pedophile activity and pedophile grooming of toddlers. Good God. Why don't they, why don't the MAGA Idiots just shriek, witch, and be done with it. Seriously. But that's what we're dealing with here. Now, I looked on Facebook because now the actual, <coughs> excuse me, the actual head, the actual executive director of Liberty Alliance now is a young man named Spencer Bones. And this is information that came um, straight from Liberty Alliance's own, their own website, okay? And Spencer Bone is now the executive director in 2022 of Liberty Alliance USA. He is the one that signed off on this woke heat map just days after an elementary school massacre, okay? But he was fine with inciting possibly more hate crimes. Okay. So, here's what we have, okay? Spencer Bones. This is from Liberty Alliance's own website. Quote, Spencer Bones serves as the executive director of Liberty Alliance. He started his political career as an intern for the Missouri Republican Party. Again, mainstream GOP, folks. A year later, Bone paused his studies at the University of Arkansas to return to his home in Jefferson City to help defend Missouri's conservative supermajority. He served as the Midwest, I'm sorry, he served as the Mid-Missouri Regional Field Director for the Missouri Republican Party 
for the 2018 cycle. As part of the RNC field team, he gained valuable grassroots experience and an understanding of Missouri's political landscape. During the 2020 election cycle, Bone served as grassroots director for the Missouri Republican Party. Most recently, Bone joined Liberty Alliance as their director of operations in order to continue his work in advancing conservative principles before taking on the role of executive director. That came straight from Liberty Alliance's own website, a little section called Who We Are. So Bone is part of the mainstream GOP, period. Liberty Alliance serving the alt-right, posting this incendiary woke heat map, making slanderous, libelous, and defamatory accusations against progressives, literally accusing them of pedophilia or grooming, grooming toddlers to be targets of pedophiles. Literally inciting more hate crimes. That's mainstream GOP, baby. It's not an outlier. And Jay Ashcroft is a big part of this. He is one of the ones they celebrate. Make no mistake about it. Now, I looked on Facebook and Spencer Bone, who is now the, you know, the executive director of Liberty Alliance in 2022, posted the following, quote, Liberty Alliance is committed to fighting the reckless embrace of socialism in Missouri. It exists to provide a place for conservatives and common sense Missourians to protect the values that make Missouri great. Its goal is to bring people together under a shared cause to help shape the future of Missouri for decades to come. Liberty Alliance exists to fight for conservative values whenever, where, I'm sorry, wherever they are under attack, end quote. I couldn't stand it. So I got on Facebook and I posted a question to Mr. Bone. I posted the following question. Could you specify exactly what you consider to constitute socialism? Furthermore, how is your socialism claim not an excuse to pursue a white supremacist anti-Semitic, homophobic, misogynist attack on those you hate? How is your campaign not an exercise in criminal slander, libel, and defamation? How are you not inciting hate crimes violence similar to Nazism? End quote. Needless to say, I did not get a response. There was another poster on Facebook, someone named Andrea Sullivan, who said something similar and posted the following quote. Your introduction sounds like a dog whistle for white nationalists and school shooters. Oh, and you provided them a map of woke people. If anyone from those schools is hurt, it's your fault, Spencer, end quote. So once again, this young man, Spencer Bone, he's the executive director of Liberty Alliance. He's 26 years old. His earlier resume included a privileged stint as an intern for the Missouri GOP. He was a regional grassroots director of the Missouri Republican Party. Okay. Make no mistake about it. Liberty Alliance, in all its alt-right, white supremacist, bigoted, in my opinion, neo-Nazi glory, is mainstream GOP. Okay? Just is. There's more. They have a section here. Besides the woke hotspots map, uh, Liberty Alliance believes in giving credit where credit's due. So they have a celebration of Liberty Alliance conservative champions. Now, many of these names don't mean much outside of Missouri. I mean, hell, many of them don't mean much outside of 
small rural Missouri town, some with populations as small as 600 people. So these are the people who have an unreasonable amount of power. I'm going to name all of them, but focus on a few just to prove this group is mainstream GOP. These are Liberty Alliance conservative champions. Okay. Number one, Attorney General Eric Schmidt. Mr. Schmidt is a member, a leading member of RAGA, which is the Republican Attorney General's Association. He is behind numerous frivolous lawsuits against critical race theory, even though it's not taught in schools, um, against some mitigation strategies as simple as masking in schools, um, and against really anything other than you know, his white supremacist agenda. And Schmidt is now running for, you know, Roy Blunt U.S. Senate seat. But I'm going to listen. You, these are their conservative champions. Attorney General Eric Schmidt, mainstream GOP. Chris and Betsy Arps. Oh, here's a biggie. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, mainstream GOP. Tim Jones, he's a legislator here, mainstream GOP. Carrie Allman, Tony Lutkemeyer. Let's see. Mike Parson, mainstream GOP, he's the governor of Missouri. Mike Kehoe, legislator, mainstream GOP. Uh, Danette Proctor, Tim Garrison, Noah Woods, Cecilia Johnson. Now, there are two people of color on the list, you know. So Liberty Alliance, I'm sure, would say we're not racist. See, we have two people of color that we've recognized as conservative champions. And I don't have a problem with a person of color being a conservative. That is, that's the right. I do have a problem, however, when conservatives misrepresent and lie about what progressives are and then gaslight people and take advantage of them. So Cecilia Johnson, um, young woman, she decided she was a conservative, uh, you know, in 2008. She voted for McCain instead of Obama. That's her right. Um, she joined the Kansas City Young Republicans chapter. I have no problem with any of this, okay? Um, she sees conservatism as a way to lift people up. And, you know, if that were true, I would have no problem with it. Again, I think she's being used. You know, this is Liberty Alliance having two people of color recognized as champions is kind of like, you know, the anti-Semitic bigot that says, well, you know, I have a Jewish friend, or the racist bigot that I have a black friend, but they still back policies that systemically abuse minorities. But she doesn't see it. And, you know, again, I, I appreciate her desire to improve her community. Again, I have a major problem with conservatives, white conservatives claiming that they're solely the purveyors of ethical and moral behavior. And this is mainstream GOP co-opting and perverting the truth for their own greedy and racist needs. And they're using a few people of color to get away with it. So Ms. Johnson, while I respect her desire to seek out ethical behavior, I really believe she's mistaken. There are plenty of leftists that believe in hard work, family, fair play, and compassion. We just added tolerance to the myth, which white Christian conservatives can't abide. Furthermore, I will not continue to allow the GOP to constantly pervert the truth. Now, the second person of color is Chris Arts. His wife is Becky. Again, you know, businessman. Um, he built the business. 
He saw that taxes, he thought the taxes were an ordinance. Okay, fine. He's one of those people that believes pull yourself up by the bootstrap, and maybe that worked for him. The problem with systemic racism, systemic misogyny, and so on, is that you can bootstrap from here to eternity, and it's still not, they'll let a few people lift themselves up. But, you know, think of the old allegory of the cave that Plato talked about, where depending on your personal experience, that's going to be how you interpret the, quote, truth. So people that, for which the system worked, especially people of color, where the system of systemic discrimination, but it worked for them, they're, in that allegory of the cave, they're only seeing part of it. That's the problem. And unfortunately, in my opinion, and I don't mean to insult them at all, but in my opinion, they've been gaslighted and used. And Mr. Arts is, you know, basically against, he, he doesn't like CRT, again, whatever, um, you know, basically, uh, let's see, let me go back here. Um, that there are, both he and his wife, who is white, are, you know, again, she's a white conservative. God bless, Mazel Tov. But they both are concerned about critical race theory being pushed in school districts, except it's not. But they bought into the lie. Okay. Critical race theory is only taught at the doctoral level, like in political science or at law school. So unless you have some incredibly advanced kindergartners, it ain't happening. But they're using CRT as bigot code for teaching the truth about history. Okay? Uh, so those are those two. Anyway, so there's a disconnect between GOP claims and the full truth. All right? It's sad. Now for the mainstream GOP champ champion, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt. Again, he's running for the U.S. Senate seat being vacated by retiring Senator Roy Blunt. Schmidt's a leading voice, as I said before, in RAGA, the Republican Attorney General Association. You know, that's the group that pushed frivolous and bogus lawsuits alleging election fraud in 2020. That's the same group that legally helped incite the insurrection. Schmidt is also the king of what I call the king of frivolous lawsuits. He filed multiple suits against school districts desperately trying to safeguard their students, teachers, and families from COVID by using minimal mitigation, namely wearing masks. And keep in mind, Schmidt fighting a mask mandate in our schools not only puts our children and our teachers and families at risk of this deadly disease that's killed over a million Americans, but it's also in violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act and the IDEA Act, which guarantees disabled students equal access to the general education setting, because children that have disabilities often have medical disabilities as well. So with a large unmasked group in schools, they can't risk it, okay? But Schmidt kept chasing windmills, attacking every school, daring to offer some minimal mitigation from COVID by following, you know, the actual medical protocols for containing any airborne virus. But, you know, those Schmidt, Eric Schmidt knows more than actual medical doctors or scientists. Ask him. He'll tell you so. 
Schmidt also sued school districts daring to teach the true history of the United States. Of course, you know, he alleged CRT was being taught. It wasn't. But as I said before, CRT is bigot code for teaching actual history. Okay. So you can look at what Liberty wrote about him. And then you have uh, the conservative champion, Governor Mike Parson. Now, here's something else they didn't mention. Several of these GOP politicians, including Mike Parson, have been alumni of a group known as a corporate bill mill known as ALEC, the American Legislative Exchange Council. And yes, I do have the documentation. And Mike Parson was one of them. Now, in this little bromide that Liberty Lines wrote on their conservative champion thing, um, one of the quotes really got me. First of all, apparently Mr. Parson grew up in a town with only 356 people, hardly representative of the state. And it goes on to say, quote, during his childhood, Mike Parson was taught to be kind to everyone and be grateful for the opportunities he was given, end quote. Really? The same Mark Parson, Mike Parson who's alleged dubious values and air quotes led him to welcome noted racist Sheriff Joe Arpaio to Missouri? Really? No, Mr. Parson was, is not kind to everyone. What a load of bull. Okay. So let's move on. Or it's getting a little tired. Again, Liberty Alliance goes on to say, um, Quote, Parson also understands it is his job to ensure that all Americans can, I'm sorry, that all Missourians can live freely. He has stood up for the heartland and protected our state from federal encroachment. His handling of the COVID-19 pandemic highlights just that, end quote. Okay. He goes on to say, quote, he has prioritized local control by letting individuals make decisions themselves regarding COVID. That is, he has implemented measures that have allowed students to go to school safely. And most importantly, he implemented no mandates of any kind, end quote. Okay, let me tell you something, babies. What really happened in Missouri? Missouri is one of the few states that at the beginning of the pandemic had no mask mandate. Parson would not entertain it. He forbid it, okay, which allowed COVID to spread. And then when the vaccine was starting to roll out, still during the Trump administration, his people criminally misdirected vaccine to rural areas. I remember there was one rural town. There was a total, that was the one with like a total of 600 people in the whole town. And one week they received in excess of 1,000 doses of vaccine. In the meanwhile, the urban areas, you know, where minorities live of St. Louis and Kansas City were vaccine deserts and yes, protect PPE deserts as well. You know, nurses wearing trash bags, that kind of thing. But he handled COVID-19 well. No, he didn't. Good God. Mike Parson is also an Alec alum. Okay? In fact, according to a source uh, that was issued by Common Cause, there was a report titled Stand Up to Alec. And the report said, exposed Alex's influence in Missouri and Kansas, which elected officials are outsourcing their duties to the Alex corporate bill mill. And guess who was there? Mike Parson. 
Okay. And now we have the big fish. The politician from a major mainstream GOP Republican family with ties to the George W. Bush administration, drumroll please, Jay Ashcroft. You know, his daddy was U.S. Attorney General John Ashcroft from the torture administration of George W. Bush. Okay? So, Jay Ashcroft comes across as very calm, reasonable personality. He's actually very personal. I've spoken to him, okay? Um, you know, you might like him as a neighbor, but you have to hate his politics. You know, he is the epitome of privileged white Christian male from wealth, okay? Uh, and the fact is, little Jay knows, that's, a, that's my nickname for Jay Ashcroft now, little Jay. Now, little Jay knows where the real power is, and despite the fact that George W. Bush abused his own father while his, while his father was in the hospital. Little Jay continues to politely suck up to the subversives at ALEC, the American Legislative Exchange Council, and suck up to the same GOP mainstream that abused his own father. And why ALEC? Because on September 17th, according to ALEC's own website, on September 17th, 2017, Little Jay visited the ALEC office to talk about federalism and limited government, and ALEC called him, quote, a rising star in their state spotlight, as opposed to the reality. That Little Jay, in my opinion, is a corporate toady who is very polite while he helps destroy democratic rule. Okay? So, in conclusion here, you know, again, Liberty Alliance USA who is owned by Cornerstone 1791, is a front group. And they published this woke heat map, which is so incredibly irresponsible. <coughs> it literally put a target on the back of the students and the staff in those schools. And they didn't just accuse them of being leftists. They accused them of grooming toddlers with sexually explicit material for pedophiles. Think about that. If that's not inciting hate crimes, then I don't know what is. But again, <clears throat> that particular thing was under the stewardship of 26-year-old Spencer Bone, who is now the executive director of Liberty Lions USA. So what are we really getting to here? The whole idea of this report was to focus on the fact that while there are some, you know, what Joe Biden loves to call moderate, reasonable Republicans, they're not the bad ones, they're not like those alt-right bigots. Newsflash, when you enable bigots, when you turn a blind eye and a deaf ear to the crimes of these bigots, then, yeah, you're a bigot. That means you're all right. And Liberty Alliance USA is mainstream GOP. It is being funded by mainstream GOP. It is being staffed by mainstream GOP. And it is also in cahoots with ALEC, the American Legislative Exchange Council. There are going to be more reports like this. Make no mistake about it. I'm not done. You know, I taught in a school system for 30 years. And the idea of putting a target on our baby's backs makes my blood boil. So I'm not done with this report. 
I'm going to keep digging. But let's look at, let's go a little beyond this, okay? Liberty Alliance USA, Cornerstone 1791, Proud Boys, they're all a symptom. And they're a symptom, basically, fascism, the lawlessness of fascism. You know, fascism is, yes, part of its corporate rule, but it's also militaristic. And there, somebody posted a list which enumerated what they called, quote, the warning signs of fascism. Here they are. Number one, nepotism and cronyism. And you could argue both corporate Dems and the Republicans are guilty of that. <laughs> Number two, widespread corruption. I'd agree, both parties. Number three, identifying in air quotes, enemies as a unifying cause. We're going to go back to that one. Number four, nationalism, often with simple slogans. Five, disdain for human rights. Six, religion and government intertwine. Hello, Amy Coney Barrett. Seven, corporate power protected. Hello, Charles Koch. David's dead. Number eight, labor power suppressed. Nine, stain for intellectualism and the arts. Well, hello, Donald, the monster of Mar-a-Lago. Okay? He hates what he can't have because he's as dumb as a post. Ten, increasing police and military power. Eleven, punishing of political enemies. Trump administration. Twelve, squelching of opposing viewpoints. Thirteen, opposing freedom of the press. Fourteen, controlling narratives through media ties. You saw that this morning on Face the Nation, no less. Margaret Brennan was questioning uh, Republican Senator Pat Toomey, and she asked about, you know, the issue of gun control. And Senator Toomey sat there and just blatantly lied, and she let him get away with it. You know, he said that, President Biden won't just has refused to work with the GOP. He's caving to the leftists. What leftists, Senator Toomey? There are no leftists in the U.S. Senate. Well, I take that back. There's one, Bernie Sanders. That's it. So Margaret Brennan did not ask for any clarification, any verification, did he have any evidence, nothing. She just let him talk. That's it. That's a perfect example of controlling the narrative through media ties. 15, isolating followers from outside information. And 16, gender roles more rigid. Now, notice number three, once again, go back to it. Identifying enemies as a unifying cause. This is the sole mission of Liberty Alliance USA. They are inciting hate crimes. Make no mistake about it. There is no other reason. There really isn't. Now, hopefully I won't disconnect us. I had a little information about our jackass of the week. This is a very special jackass. And I'm going to actually try to integrate some sound effects. I didn't have time today, but I will. And so our jackass of the week today was based on uh, some suggestions from our founder, Rick Spizak, and they're good ones here. And it was split between two. Number one was former Trump advisor Peter Navarro. Now, Navarro was indicted Friday on contempt of Congress because he was, he was issued a subpoena to appear before the January 6th committee, and he has refused to show up. Now, the bottom line is this. 
he could have shown up and just taken the fifth and refused to incriminate himself. You don't have the right to refuse to appear. He's in contempt. So what happened? Um, you know, Navarro was taken into custody in handcuffs and griping about it. And then his buddy, Louis Gomert, was whining about this. Okay? Now, Louis Gomert is in the House. He's a Republican. Ironically, he's also an attorney and a judge. I don't know how anybody that incredibly stupid actually became a judge, but he did. And he was whining about it. He claimed Navarro was, was basically being victimized because, quote, we have a two-tier justice system, end quote. Well, I never thought I'd say this. I agree with Louis Gomert on one thing. We do have a two-tier justice system. And if you're rich and white, male and, and a Christian, you're going to benefit from it. And if you're a minority, you are screwed. But again, those two share the jackass of the week award. And like I said, next week I'm going to have all the sound effects down so you can hear a jackass go, you know, it's just too funny. But I didn't have time to kind of get, I'm a little technologically challenged. So anyway, um, that is our report for today. Um, I hope you learned something from it. I know I did researching it. We will be looking into this more because I am of the opinion that we can no longer allow the GOP to basically systemically slander, libel, and defame the left. And I would urge a bunch of leftists to get some of the most bright, the brightest attorneys and start suing these people. Seriously, just start suing them because I'm tired of it. And the problem is if the left keeps ignoring it, then the average person who's yet being gaslighted is going to think, hmm, you're not, you're not defending yourself, so you must be guilty. You know, on the left, we have, we have to understand the frame of reference of the average, the average conservative. They don't see things the same way we do. So, we, you know, in teaching, there's this idea you start where your flock is at and you bring them up. Although for someone as absolutely stupid as Louis Gomer, in my opinion, you know, some are just lost causes. <clears throat> anyway, that's our show for today. I hope you learned something. Good night and, oh, God bless us. <laughs>